Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. What do you do when your pet is struggling with chronic disease and the vets have no answers? Enter Dr. Marty Goldstein, whose veterinary approach, known as integrative medicine, combines the best of both traditional and alternative therapies to maximize our pet's health. After Dr. Marty lost 20 pounds himself on a macrobiotic diet, he started treating his veterinary patients with diet and nutrition and alternative modalities. One of Dr. Marty's patients, a dog named Kaiser, had low energy, difficulty moving, and problems with his skin and his coat. Dr. Goldstein put him on a macrobiotic doggy diet and the results were remarkable. Kaiser's energy surged, his coat gleamed, his digestive system regained regularity. Even at 11 years old, Kaiser's best years were now ahead of him, thanks to Dr. Marty's intervention. And he's been helping pets ever since through his work as a doctor, an author, and star of the documentary film, The Dog Doc. This is part two of my interview with Dr. Marty. So if you didn't already listen to part one, go back to episode 439 of Food Heals. You won't want to miss it. And then stay tuned to the end of this podcast episode where I will share with you the miracle healing stories of my dogs, Jackson and Charlotte, and what I do now to help Lily, my little beagle pup, stay healthy AF as well. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. When you feed your own animals, do you feed them the food that is found at drmartyspets.com? I feed them that we adopted a greyhound in Redford when he was four years old. He mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, he won first and second place at the track in every race he run. And he was such a basket case. He was emaciated. He was so nervous that he would hide I mean, he was just a disaster. And that was nine years ago. Uh, We started to feed him cooked food. And we would literally go to Costco, and we still do. And we will buy less expensive meats, some brown rice, uh, frozen organic mixed vegetables. So he, since he did so well on that, we didn't change that. So he's on raw food, my food, and the cooked food. My cats are on a raw diet with my food and a little bit of canned. And my other two dogs are on mostly raw diet with my, my diet. 
Got it. And how long are you seeing pets live when they are eating the proper nutrition and they have an integrative approach when it comes to their vet care? Like, are you seeing the extension of life in animals that was kind of like gone for a while because animals like humans were dying off earlier than they're, than they're supposed to? Betty White's Morris Animal Foundation. She was the original president mm-hmm. and she helped create it. They have an ongoing study on golden retrievers. And about two, two and a half years ago, their summary report at that point was, and you can look this up online, uh, in the 1970s, the life expectancy of a golden retriever was 16 to 17. Now it's nine. Wow. And 66, up to 82% of the males are now getting cancer. Right. My golden retriever, Daniel, lived till 19 and a half. My cats have all died in their 20s. We're not seeing this anymore, but we can be seeing this. And like, I, I don't know if I said this to you before we started, but my work, mm-hmm. I'm infiltrating my alpha mater Cornell. Yes, yes. And I gave presentations to the head of clinical sciences on these animals, terminal, documented, non-responsive, with weeks to months to live, and then showed them alive, vibrant, running around four to nine and a half years later. And then at the very end of this presentation, I just put a little light bulb in his head. Imagine, just imagine, if these animals on death's door can turn around and become this vibrant and healthy with dietary change and supplements, imagine if you started their life this way. <laughs> right. They would exactly. never even have to get sick. You, they would never have to spend $80,000 on cancer therapy. So my big focus and where I'm going in my life right now, educationally, is not on how well these foods and supplements can treat disease patients. My focus is wellness, period. Period. (laughs) And so you've got your two books, your two best-selling books, Nature of Animal Healing, The The Spirit of Animal Healing, and The Dog Doc came out right before the pandemic and so not enough people have gotten to see it let's talk a little bit about that what we can find in it how it was critically acclaimed even though unfortunately the theater shut down at the time tell us how we can watch it yeah, and what's i can stay on a little past the hour so my my wife just came home she's feeding the animals so we're cool so okay because i do have more questions if you give me an inch i'll take a mile <laughs> yeah i had a client 30 years ago Cindy, Cindy Meal. Mm-hmm. And she had a Sharpe that had a condition called Sharpe syndrome, where they run very high temperatures, fevers. Okay. And this dog was every time the fever spiked on antibiotics, aspirin, and cortisone. And then this dog named Coco was all of a sudden non responsive, and the veterinarian recommended that she should help. Coco naturally passed within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So Cindy was at a holistic pet store 
and crying in the aisles. And the owner of the store came over to her and, and consoled her and said, what's the matter? And she said, I have to put my dog to sleep either later today or tomorrow. And she said, did you call Marty Goldstein? And she goes, who's Marty Goldstein? So blah, blah, blah. She calls my office. I was a single veterinarian practitioner then. I was backed up for weeks. And she mm -hmm. called on a Friday. And I called her back at 11 o'clock at night. Because this is what I did. Yeah. And wow. It freaked her out that, you know, she actually said to me, she goes, I don't know any doctor, my own doctors, that would ever call me on a Friday at 11 o'clock at night, let alone <laughs> a doctor I don't even know. Right. And then I said, what's going on? And she told me. And I said to her, I said, don't you see that Coco's immune system is trying to do something and you keep on stopping it with drugs? And she said mm -hmm. that line changed her life. Wow. So yes, I, we yeah. took Coco off all the drugs, put on a couple of remedies, a home-based, biologically appropriate diet, and a couple of supplements. Coco went through the fever, the fever broke, and all of a sudden became a puppy and lived for years. Oh. So Cindy and I became very, very good friends. She was my client for years. And then out of nothing to do, she had horses, she decided, she wanted to follow the original horse whisperer, Buck Brannaman, around with a camera and film him. Mm -hmm. And I said, Cindy, okay. go for it. You know, Buck Brannaman was the guy that Robert Redford hired to, as a consultant for the movie, The Horse Whisperer. Okay. So she puts together this documentary and lo and behold, it was so good, it made the shortlist of the Academy Awards. <laughs> And nice. anyone that loves animals needs to see the movie Buck, B-U-C-K. Okay, Buck. So after she's done with that, she comes to me and she goes, you're next. So she brought in a camera crew and filmed at my clinic for three years straight. It was wow. at the most stressful time of my life. And her bringing in camera crews with lights and wires every day for three years yeah. just made it 30 times more stressful. You were on a reality show for three years, basically. It was. <laughs> and these people driving in 2,500 miles with their dog or cat dying, they don't want to see lights in their face or cameras yeah. or anything. Right. So, and Cindy made a rule that she would not film any of the cases that I became very successful with. She would start a case from the beginning. And, you know, these cases are terminal. Not all of them are going to live. So we don't know which ones are going to live or are going to die. So I would say that she never really captured enough cases that I go around and present to the medical establishment. But what the editing crew did with this film is amazing. It's called The Dog Doc. It was winning awards in festivals all over the United States. Every time a conventional veterinarian showed up at one of the festivals that I was at, that veterinarian mm -hmm. came over to me and gave me the thumbs up, shook my hand and said, you did it. It really shows the need for true integrative medicine. So it was, it 
premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival, you know, the biggie. Yeah. We were really nervous. I don't think I even watched the documentary before the airing at Tribeca. Wow. And we were really nervous how this was going to be upheld or received. And we waited for the first review to come out. And it was one of the bigger reviews, Hollywood Report, one mm -hmm. of those. And we braced ourselves, the review hit, and our team all read at the same time. And the review started out saying, Dr. Marty Goldstein needs to be Time Magazine's Man of the Year. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, I was, agree. and the rest was history. <laughs> it was getting rave reviews. It premiered in a theater in New York City, sold out. It was scheduled for three theaters in L.A. the next weekend. We had plans to go over there. Wolfgang Puck's wife was going to cater it, blah, blah, blah. And the next day, COVID shut the theater industry down. And the movie never made it out there. But about three months ago, we learned that Rotten Tomatoes has listed it in the, in the top 100 nature documentaries of all time. Yay, Yay! That's amazing. Well, where can we watch it right now? I'm like, where, I'm like googling it. I'm like, where can I just go watch it as soon as we get off the call? You go to dogdocthefilm.com and you'll see it all. Dogdocthefilm.com. Okay, I'm typing it in so I can look at it while we talk. Even the trailer will make you bring tears to your eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I'll play the trailer for Food Hills Nation. Picture the dog in your house. Oh, good boy. Wagging its tail, licking your face, and how good that makes you feel. Oh my God. It's incredible. I've set my life up to be a veterinarian that deals with terminal cases from all over the world. <laughs> We've got increased rates of cancer, diabetes, you name it. We see the worst of the worst here. Most of the animals already had third, fourth, and fifth opinions. We are the very last boat. I don't want to lose it. I was working in conventional veterinary medicine. I became a very sickly person. My doctor recommended antibiotics and long-acting steroids that got me searching for answers conventional medicine didn't offer. When I was somebody first brought up a holistic vet to me, I was like, so they can take grass and rub it all over my dog? I've been criticized. Snake oil salesman, charlatan. The holistic girl alternatives say, I don't want to do anything conventional. Or the conventional vet who says, absolutely no alternatives. They're all coming in after being on drugs. They want to know how you made this dog better. Integrative medicine works. I'm here to destroy this guy. He just did the biggest miracle of my entire career. I actually fainted. Whether you're a person, an animal, it doesn't matter. Being in a hospital sucks. You're okay. They don't understand what's happening to them. They're just trusting us. <laughs> Coming from a traditional background, I can't even conceive of this kind of success. With cryosurgery, we actually freeze the tumor. Advise it's time to work on the immune system. <laughs> People say, do you think it's working? Yeah, he had five weeks to live two years ago. <laughs> He's fabulous. If I gave up knowing that this can be done, <laughs> that would kill me. Good boy. It's a whole new process of thinking. It, it is just such, you know, my number one takeaway from it is it, it, it just shows it's so true to life. You'll see my family, 
you'll see my wife's input into my life and how, you know, without her, it would have never happened. But it really shows the need for integrative medicine in our profession. I am so excited for that. And I wonder if it's even a resource that people could take to their vets. And I know yep. sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not. It depends on the receptiveness of the doctor, of the vet, and their own belief system. But I mean, this can change so many people's lives and wake people up. I know for me, I was already holistic. I was already plant-based when it came to my own life. But when my puppy was like dying in front of my eyes, I didn't know any better. I didn't have any solutions. And so it took multiple, multiple vet visits and thousands of thousands of dollars in tests after tests test after test and they could find nothing wrong with him. And then just like you said, when someone just happened to mention to me, Hey, go check out this other doctor or, or, you know, go check out Dr. McCorkle, you know, just go see what she has to say. And that just like you changed your patient's life, who you called at 11 PM at night, that's what changed my life. When I went to go see her and she said, Oh yeah, this is just some sort of deficiency. We'll get to the bottom of it. We'll heal it. We'll give him the vitamins he needs. He'll be good as new. No problem. And I was shocked because yeah. I had just been through a week of hell being told there's nothing left we can do for your dog. And he was like two years old, you know, I was like, wow. So it just takes one thing and it could be your book. It could be this podcast interview. It could be that dog documentary to wake people up to the fact that a healing miracle is always possible, but we have to take our health back into our own hands, stop outsourcing our health to others and realize the body is always striving for perfect balance, for homeostasis. And all we have to do is figure out what are the tools that the body needs, whether it's my body, your body, Dr. Marnie, or our beloved pets. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're right because the documentary does show some cases that are medically documented that are hopeless. They have a week to a month to live and it shows the entire process step-by-step, step. you know, the, the, the exams, it shows, you know, the people, their caregivers making comments of what it's been like over the course of the next year to three years. And it shows she goes to their homes and films these animals a year later, running around swimming. So it really shows even to the conventional medical mind that a case that they know darn well is hopeless, that it gets turned around. But what, one really important comment to make, and what I really stress a lot, and I do it with the number one case of all time that I've had, is mm -hmm. that when I start my consults, these people are coming knowing their dog or cat is going to die. They know that. They've been told by the experts in the field. Right. So they don't even know why they're there. Someone else sent them or, you know, they got to, you got to go with this and that. And the first thing I always did was spend at least 20 minutes showing them other terminal cases similar that turned around not to give them false hope but to show them that there is hope because hopelessness stands in the way of healing 
so many, I'm saying millions of animals are euthanized every year because the people think there is not hope. So the, the animals are never given a chance because of a prognosis or a diagnosis of hopelessness. And when I lecture, I show this amazing article that was done by the New York Times called When Doctors Steal Hope. And it actually mm. goes through how a human doctor giving a hopeless prognosis to one of their patients should now be considered malpractice. God, I have so many chills because I could not agree with this more. And I wrote it down what you said, because I want to reiterate it because whether it's our pets or ourselves, hopelessness will always stand in the way of healing. I saw it with my father when he, when my doctor, our doctor, I had the same oncologist treat my mother that then treated my father a few years later. And when he, that doctor told my mother, you have this amount of months to live, my father believed it and it became true for our family. Then that very same oncologist told that to my father a few years later. Yeah. And it was the exact amount of time he was told because he bought into it Absolutely. and he made it true. Absolutely. You know, I didn't title my second book, The Spirit of Animal Healing for Nothing. Because when you go and look at the extra physical relationship outside of the our five senses, there are 50, 55, 60 perceptions in the physical universe. We know animals can detect seizures up to 24 hours before. They know when a tsunami is coming before it hits or earthquakes yeah. and stuff like that. And if you look at the, the electro magnetic relationship between people and animals in a household, they are sharing so much energetic stuff outside of our five senses that impact the body in the, in, for disease and especially for healing. And when you infiltrate a body with the negativity of hopelessness, it will go over to their animal on the extra physical plane. And there were so many times, and I wrote this in my book, when I would see animals that were local and I had the ability to take blood samples and start them on a program when I got the results a day later. You know, if they're traveling in a thousand miles, I have to load them up on as many supplements because they were going home right, you know, before right. we even get the blood results. So I wouldn't start an animal on a program because I want to see the blood work. I would just go through everything. I would take blood samples. I would send them home on a remedy or two. And I would just change their viewpoint from hopelessness to hopeful. They would come in depressed. They would leave smiling and laughing. And the next day they would call for blood results. And I would go, by the way, how she's doing? And they would go, you know, she already seems better. We didn't do anything. We didn't start any dietary change or supplements. We just changed a viewpoint around and the animals started to get better. So that's why the book is titled The Spirit of Animal Healing.
I love it so much, Dr. Marty. I have so many chills. This has been such a great conversation. I know I've experienced it myself and, you know, it's with anything in life. Hopelessness does not help healing. Hopelessness is the antithesis to healing. And so it's like, we have to have, um, we have to, it's like fake it till you make it. It's like, you have to feel happiness in a moment of sadness in order to get to true happiness. You have to smile to send those chemicals to your brain to make you happy. Like we have to do this for ourselves because that is the way to heal. And of course the vitamins matter and all of the physical stuff matters, diet and exercise matter, but hopefulness matters just as equally, right? Or more. We just haven't learned how to harness it yet. So, yeah, right. I mean, it, 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 it's so true. You know, I think I titled that section of my book, When Hope Precedes Healing. Mm. And that's what we got to do. You got, And it's not false hope. You know, this is not, you'll see in the documentary, the greatest scene in the documentary is my buddy, Rick Palmquist from LA, where he, his intent was he flew 3,000 miles from California all the way to New York to get my license suspended because Ugh. I was claiming I could cure cancer using diet. Right. And what he saw over a three-day period turned his entire life around he became the integrative author for the Huffington Post. He became the president of the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association and Foundation only because he didn't see claims of false hope. He saw true hope case after case after case, and it is the best, best scene in the entire documentary. You'll know what I mean when you see it. <laughs> I am going to go watch it and then I'm going to get you back here so we can have a separate, a second discussion about it. I'm so excited. No problem. <laughs> I'm always available. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to see the film. You've got your books. Like I said, the nature of animal healing, the spirit of animal healing. We can watch the documentary. You've also got social media. We can follow you and stalk you. Where's, where's your favorite place to be followed and stalked? Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Oh, no, Dr. Marty Pets, because my whole team, and this is like I said, with the company that's behind me, they put out so much education. You know, once people start right. buying the food or the products, they'll get two or three emails a week on all these practical tips and all of this stuff. The blog on there is loaded with so much information. So it's Dr. Marty Pets. Perfect. DrMartyPets.com. You've got TikTok at Dr. Marty Pets, Instagram at Dr. Marty Goldstein, Facebook.com official Dr. Marty, and of course, Dr. Marty Pets. And last question, Dr. Marty, if somebody wants to find a vet like you because they're no because you're no longer in practice, you are out there providing all the information for us through social media, websites, books, movies, and more. What should someone look for? in a vet because is it integrative is it holistic like how do they find a vet who does the work that you do you caught my out point oh okay because on every every time i do this i recommend that you know we do have this thing called dr google yes which can be good and bad <laughs> and you know even though the amount of knowledge we get from it is so huge i saw 
and my associates saw so many cases where they come to us, their animal is still terminally ill, and they come in with a box of 18 supplements because they read how great it was. Right, right. So for anyone out there, if you truly want to do the best for your companion animal, work with an integrative veterinarian and the best listing is the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association, ahvma.org, has a listing of all the veterinarians practicing across the country and Canada, where they practice, the modalities they practice. And that's what I recommend. You know, don't, if I had cancer, I would not go on the internet. Right. I would find a well-seasoned, integrative MD, and I would have him or her treat me, period. I'm with you. All right, it's ahvma.org. That's where you can start, Food Heals Nation, finding an, integrate, an integrative doctor like Dr. Marty. Dr. Marty, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure to have you, and I am going to reach out to see if you, co you can come back because I got some Q&A that I didn't get to, so I'd love to go watch the film and then come back. We can review the film and do some Q&A yep. with you. How does that sound? <laughs> I'll make myself available. Thank you so much for coming today. Really, really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Have a great night, everyone. Food Heals Nation, another supplement that Lily, my beagle, and I can't live without is our probiotics from Just Thrive Health. You know I have been working with and taking Just Thrive Health probiotics for years now, and I cannot live without them. Not only do they have a Just Pets probiotic, but when I run out of that, I can just open my Just Thrive probiotic, and I open up the capsule, and I just sprinkle a little bit in her pet food, and she can't even taste it. She has no idea that I'm giving her all of the probiotic nutrition that she needs. And the reason that I love Just Thrive Health is because the probiotic strains don't die in the gut like most other, sadly, brands do because of their spore-based shell. And I love them because those probiotics, those alive probiotics last in your gut for 30 days. So when I give her her probiotics today, I am protecting her for 30 days, right? That gives me so much joy to know that I'm giving her a proven effective probiotic that are carefully researched, that are totally safe, and that actually work. And how do I know that? Because I've used them for years and because I've interviewed the founder, Tina Anderson, more times than I can count on the Food Heals podcast. But don't take it from me. Let's roll a clip from Tina to learn more about why our furry friends need their probiotics. Roll it, Roxy. Tina, how can we support our pet's gut health and why is that so important? Yeah, well, our pet's gut health is just as important as our gut health is to humans. So, um, and the thing that we're seeing is that dogs are experiencing a lot of digestive challenges like gas, loose stools, even like unusual bad breath and sleep troubles and itchy skin and all of that. So um, we formulated a probiotic for pets that is just for pets. And um, because we know that they are, they are faced with all of the challenges that humans are faced with, if not more. In fact, you know, we see a lot of dogs having a lot of gastrointestinal issues and that's where their immune system is. Their immune system is found in their gut. 
just like humans, 70, 80% of the immune system and immune cells are found in the gut. So it's really important for dogs that we're taking care of the gut health, uh, their gut health. And, um, you know, there's pesticides in the food that they're eating um, and in the grass. Like think of all the Roundup that's sprayed on our lawns and at parks. The dogs are ingesting this and that Roundup, that glyphosate, and that active ingredient in Roundup is wreaking havoc on our guts, on the guts of our pets. Um, and then there's the wheat, corn, soy, and all of those ingredients that are found in many commercial dog foods. And and then emotional stress, you know, like thunderstorm, being boarded up, all of those, you know, stressors are really starting to wreak havoc on a dog's gut microbiome. And um, so because dogs are experiencing leaky gut, just like humans, we actually did a leaky gut study on dogs. And we found that uh, we created a probiotic formulation. And the study showed that it was done by the University of Agriculture Sciences and Veterinary Medicine. And it basically showed that after taking these strains, um, they started to see, you know, reduction in leaky gut. They started seeing gastrointestinal issues were greatly reduced and just dogs all around feeling better. So, and we, and we've seen this with our customers, just seeing them, you know, be able to address a lot of the issues that they're, that the dogs have been having, um, and primarily the digestive issues. This is incredible. Food Heals Nation, if that's not a compelling enough reason to go to justthrivehealth.com and get your dog, your cat, your pet some probiotics and get their immune system boosted, I don't know what is. Coupon code is FOODHEALS15 to get 15% off your order. Tina, thank you so much for breaking that down for us and helping us help our furry friends get healthy. You bet. Thank you. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil the olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, I hope you enjoyed part two of my interview with Dr. Marty. He's such an inspiration, and I'm so grateful for the work that he does and for the work that other holistic vets out there do, like my personal vet who was Dr. Audra McCorkle in Woodland Hills when I was living in California and had problems with both Jackson and Charlotte. So I thought I would share those stories with you today because I want you to know that there is always help when it comes to our pets and that their nutrition matters right? It is so important to give them the right food, the right fuel so that they can live long, healthy lives as well. But where to start? There's so much conflicting information out there as to what is the perfect dog food diet, right? That's why I wanted to have Dr. Marty on. And that's why I wanted to share my personal healing stories with you with my pets. Because I realized that Charlotte and Jackson did need two different diets. They're two different breeds. They're two different dogs. They have two different needs. And that's okay, right? Just like our kids might need two different diets. Just like one may have a food allergy and another may not. One may be older and one may be younger. Charlotte was older. She needed, she needed a different diet. Um, and there's all kinds of ways you can discover what's best for your pet, for your individual pet's needs. All right, so here are my doggy healing stories. So the first one happened when I was living in LA and I had my two dogs, Charlotte and Jackson. Charlotte, I had brought from North Carolina. She was my sweet beagle. And Jackson was adopted by my ex-husband, who I was still living with at the time. And um, he was pretty much a brand new puppy. And we were living in an apartment and we actually moved into a house with a great big yard so the dogs could play and I was just so happy for Charlotte who had been getting a little bit older to have like a new puppy around to play with so Dan had gone and rescued him and he was a terrier mix very sweet a little bit wild very fun upbeat as a puppy normally is well we had just moved into this new house and all of a sudden I'm telling you our puppy went from a joyful puppy to completely lethargic. So he starts throwing up one night and you know, this happens. Sometimes pups throw up, pets throw up and you just kind of clean it up and move on. You know, it's not a big deal, but this went on for hours and we were like, okay, this dog is like poison. Like something is not right. So we go to the ER vets like the middle of the night at this point, it was late. And, um, they take him back and, you know, we're waiting around for him, for him. And when they come back after doing some tests and everything like that, he is completely limp, lethargic, limp. His tongue is hanging out of his mouth, his paws, like he can't walk. Okay. This is a scary thing to see. And Dan was like, well, they clearly gave him something like they gave him something to kind of calm him down or tranquilize him or something. And the vets are like, no, we, we didn't give him anything. And we're like, what is wrong with our dog, right? It was 
so scary to see a puppy in all of this trauma. And so we left him there overnight and we went home so that they could take care of him. We went back the next morning and they could not figure out what was wrong with him. And they ended up referring us because they were like the emergency vet that you go to when you don't have an appointment. So they referred us to this other big, beautiful veterinarian center that was um, where they do all the testing. So the next day we go to that place. Our dog is still lethargic, won't eat, will barely drink water. We're just holding him in our arms. It is the saddest thing you've ever seen. Like it was so hard. We were like, what is wrong with our puppy? And this, it was so strange. And so took him to this big, beautiful vet and they did all the tests. It was days and days and days of tests. Okay. But every test would come back negative. Like he did a brain scan and they'd be like, Oh, he didn't have a brain aneurysm. You know, they were doing every single test and every single test was going, we found nothing. So it was getting scarier and scarier. And he was spending the night there because they told us they needed to be able to monitor him overnight. And we're like, okay, of course, like whatever you say, we were trusting them and doing what we thought was best for our pup. Um, We would go in and see him and he still wasn't drinking water. So they would put him on an IV drip. And after about a week of this and him not getting better and thousands and thousands of dollars I'm talking about, we were spending just to keep our dog alive and just to get all these tests done to eliminate things. At a certain point, they were like, okay, we can talk about putting him on a feeding tube so he gets nutrition, but then we need to talk about end of life care. Our dog was like one or two years old. We were like, absolutely not. So I remember we were sitting in like literally the trauma room with bean bags where they go to tell you like your dog's not going to make it. It was so traumatic. Okay. We're sitting in that room and my ex and I are like, all right, what are we going to do here? And we're like crying because it's so sad. And we've got Jackson, we're holding him, but I'm telling you like his tongue is to the side, out his mouth. He's barely breathing. Like his breathing is wheezy, just like, <gasps> like it did seem like he was dying. It was absolutely terrifying. And so Dan and I just came to this decision because we were like, all right, well, we don't want to leave him here anymore. We want him home with us because if he's actually going to die, we want him surrounded by us, people that love him with Charlotte. You know, we, and I was able to, luckily I, I was very flexible at that time. I was able to stay home and care for him when my ex would go to work and everything. So he would be surrounded by love no matter what. And, um, I remember they were worried because they said if we took him home, he would get dehydrated. And I said, well, give me the bag. Let me hydrate him. I'll do it. Like, teach me how to do it. They said, no, no, we can't do that. It's I don't remember. Not that it was illegal, but it was against their policies. So they couldn't give me the hydration drip bag to do at home, which I thought was outrageous because I'm like, I will learn how to do this. I'm a nurse. Like, let me, I'm not a nurse. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that, but I, I will become a nurse overnight. If you teach me how to do this, I will take care of this animal. I will do everything I can and everything in my power. And they wouldn't let us, um, take the IV drip home or teach us how to do it. So I said, all right, well, we're taking him home. We're breaking him out of here. It's costing us thousands of dollars to have him here. And we want him surrounded by family. And you've given us no hope and no solutions, no solutions. Okay. And we'd already spent a ton of money. So we took him home and 
I had bought these syringes, not that were needles that would go into you, but syringes where you could just spray out things like water. And so I was just giving him water orally with the syringes, kind of just forcing him to drink water. And then I was taking my greens, my Organifi greens, because I knew he needed nutrition. And I would put that in the syringe and I would squirt it into his mouth hourly. So he's getting his greens and I would do the same thing with like veggie broth. And so I was getting him all the nutrition I could. At the same time, someone had referred us to Dr. Audra McCorkle and said, get an appointment with her. She's the best in the business and she's holistic, which of course I loved. And when I had mentioned anything holistic at the traditionary vet, they were like, Eh, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but we've never seen results from things like acupuncture. And when your dog is dying in your arms, you listen to the doctor because you're like, I don't, I'm in trauma. I'm in pure trauma. But of course, I took him to see Dr. Audra, which they ended up fitting him in somehow quickly because normally they had like a two month waiting period or something because they're so good. They're in such high demand that somehow we got someone's appointment and it was a miracle. And Dr. Audra took a look at him and she was like, oh my gosh, you know, poor baby, did some acupuncture, did some energy work, did some chiropractic, gave him some vitamin injections straight into his bloodstream and was like, all right, uh, let's come back tomorrow. You know, we'll get him, his body back into balance. There's clearly an imbalance here. So we're going to get him back into balance. Looks like he needs to detox because he's um, probably ingested something highly toxic. He probably ate something poisonous in the yard right? That was the only conclusion that we had come to, which to this day, I believe was accurate because we had just moved in to a brand new yard and the exterminators had just come. So there's like toxic bug shit in our yard. Okay. Think about that. We believe now that Jackson got into something that was meant to, you know, exterminate for bugs. And we think that he got into it and it was absolutely toxic for his sweet little body, right? And so Dr. Otter was like, yeah, he'll be back to health in no time, but he needs to get all the nutrition that he needs and um, here's all the things you can do. And here's the miracle part about it. She also said, yeah, he's going to need a lot of fluid. So here's how you do this. And she taught me how to do the hydration drip at home, the very same hydration drip that the other animal hospital said they couldn't teach me how to do at home. Dr. Audra taught me. I took the bag home and I was able to do it myself. Just gave a little needle in the back and let the water drip in so he could get his hydration. Then I kept taking him back regularly and he was getting all of his vitamins, nutrition, fluids, acupuncture, doggy chiropractic, all the things. And at home, I was still giving him hydration through the mouth because he still wouldn't eat for another week. Um, I was giving him the veggie broth and I was giving him the Organifi greens straight into his mouth, basically hourly because I knew he needed his nutrition. In a week, my dog was back to bouncing off the walls. Healthy as can be like nothing had ever happened. And I'll never forget the difference between the one vet charging me thousands of dollars and saying, there's nothing else we can do for him and we need to talk about end-of-life care. And the holistic vet saying, oh, yeah, it's just a deficiency and a toxicity. We'll get this straightened, taken care of. What? What? And so that was my experience. And 
Jackson was a whole new dog with his holistic treatment. He was back to normal. And I'll always be grateful to Dr. Audra McCorkle. You can look her up at dradramccorkle.com if you want to learn more about her and what she does and if you're in the LA area and you want to take your pet to see her. I'm so grateful because she was the one that got us on the path to health and healing. And then she became Jackson's regular vet and she became Charlotte's regular vet for the rest of Charlotte's life. And so I know that nutrition and holistic medicine saved my dog's life. And I know that this can work for all of our furry friends. We just have to know where to turn and we just have to keep asking questions and not take the first answer to be the only answer. Always get second, third, and fourth opinions. Get as many opinions as you can until someone says there's hope. Food Heals Nation, you've heard me talk about cured nutrition and how they help me with energy and how they help me with sleep. But did you know that they even have CBD infused dog treats? That's right. It's called Canine Calm and you can head over to curednutrition.com slash food heals and use my discount code to save 20% off your order of Canine Calm. These dog treats include full-spectrum CBD formulated to support your pet's overall health. These CBD dog treats can help reduce signs of inflammation from joint discomfort and general aging. It can improve your pet's energy and mobility. It can calm their nerves, whether it's lightning or the dreaded fireworks or it's Halloween or it's travel or it's just being separated, separation anxiety, which I know so many of our little fur babies do suffer from. It's easy to give them these dog treats. They love them and they have no idea that they're about to calm down and feel better. Each treat contains four milligrams of CBD, and when it comes to dosing CBD for pets, the general recommendation is to start with one to two milligrams per 10 pounds of your pet's body weight, and then you can kind of adjust as needed. And Cured Nutrition's dog treats are completely vegan, and they have pure ingredients like coconut oil and certified organic hemp extract. Check out Canine Calm and get anything else you need to relax with CBD, like my CBD sleep gummies and more over at curednutrition.com slash foodheals. So then a few years later, my sweet beagle, Charlotte, was getting older and she did get diagnosed with a heart problem and it just meant it was making it harder on her to breathe. And so we used a combination of Western and Eastern modalities, meaning that she was getting a lot of vitamins and supplements to help from Dr. Audra. And then Dr. Audra was also recommending one small dose of a drug that was specific for this heart murmur. It was called furosemide, and it was to help regulate her heart and prevent uh, heart failure, which unfortunately is common in dogs as they get older. 
And so that was great. She was doing absolutely phenomenally with her diet, with her furosemide, and with all her vitamins and nutrients that were all provided by Dr. Audra. Now, Dr. Audra would do muscle testing and blood tests to find out what Charlotte's body needed, which would be different from what Jackson's body needed. So they were on two different diets. One of the vegan holistic um, wet food brands that I was giving Charlotte tested too salty for her. And so I had to go with a different brand and that's fine, but I would not have known had it not been for me going to my vet and finding out what was the best food for my dog, for her individual needs. So as Charlotte got even older, she did develop a tumor and it did test positive for cancer. And so of course, I sought out the advice of Dr. Audra, who basically said, there's two routes of treating this. We can go holistic and we can do this vitamin C therapy, or you can do chemo, and that's gonna be with another vet, another doctor. And I did go and see that vet, and they did recommend chemotherapy. And I understand that both options could work and both options could fail. And because Food Heals Nation, you know my story of seeing the horrific side effects that chemo had on first my mother, then my father. It just destroyed their lifestyle. It destroyed their vitality. It destroyed their bodies faster, in my opinion, than the cancer did. And I didn't want to put Charlotte through that. So I realized, look, if Charlotte is going to pass away of cancer, I would rather that she was doing it full of vitamins than full of chemo. And that was my decision to make. And that's the decision that I did make. And so what we did was vitamin C therapy, which is an infusion. And I believe we were going about three days a week and it'd be like one week on, one week off. Um, and she would just lay in a doggy bed and the vet tech would administer the vitamin C. And the hopes is, is that the vitamin C shrinks the tumors. Now, when I went to see the other vet, the non-holistic vet um, about the chemo, who was the oncologist for dogs, the cancer specialist. She said she did not think, and she couldn't predict, but she didn't think that Charlotte had like three to six months. She was like, honey, <laughs> we are close here. And that was scary. I'm not going to lie. And I really, really did consider the chemo, but I ultimately decided against that. Well, doing the vitamin C therapy got Charlotte an extra two years of life, in my opinion, because she outlasted three months she outlasted six months. My little beagle got another two years. Cut to one more thing that happened. I was in Australia and I've never seen anything happen so fast, but my ex was at home and he sent me a picture of the tumor that Charlotte had had and it grew to the size of like, like a, like a tennis ball in a few days that I was gone. I was gone for maybe, you know, over a week. I was speaking at a conference and everything, and then we had a retreat afterwards. So I was gone maybe a week and a half. And I I saw that, flipped out, and I flew home a few days early. And I was like, okay, what, what's the next step? What are we going to do? And I was like, is it time for the chemo? Is it time for something else? And um, at this time, the vet said, chemo is not an option. This happened way too fast, and that means it's very aggressive. So even chemo or vitamin C therapy is going to be too slow to reverse this. So your option is to let it take her or 
we can perform surgery and remove her leg. This was heart gut-wrenching horrible. The hardest decision I've ever had to make. Here's why. Because they said that the surgery that she was going to have, um, if it went well, she'd be an adorable three-legged dog. And I was watching all the cute videos of three-legged dogs running around. They're like, they adapt so quickly, these dogs. They adapt so quickly. But because of her heart problem, going under, putting her under, puts, puts her at a larger risk that she could pass away under the anesthesia in the surgery. So I had to make the decision if I was going to do the surgery or not. And Food Heals Nation, I want to cry thinking about it. It was the hardest decision I ever made. But I was like, Charlotte, I believe in you, and I want to give this a try, and I think you'll be the cutest three-legged dog ever, and I want to have you with me a little bit longer. Oh, my God, sorry. I didn't know I was going to get so emotional. I guess I haven't talked about this in a while. Okay. Okay, so it was Halloween night. So crazy that this was the night that they had available for the surgery. So I drove her to the uh, hospital where they do the surgery, and I left her overnight and um, got dressed up in a cute costume, went out with my friends and prayed and prayed and laughed and had the time of my life just knowing my dog would be okay. Just had to know because otherwise I couldn't sit home and worry and freak out. So praying, praying, having fun, went out. Went the next morning. She was perfectly fine. And my little beagle was a three-legged angel. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. That got another six months of life. And that's why I'm grateful to both Western and Eastern medicine. And that's why I'm grateful to doctors like Dr. Marty and Dr. Audra for giving us so much hope and so many options, right, to help our little angels, because I know we want our pets to be around as long as possible, but it's inevitable that they won't outlive us, right? We're always going to outlive them. And that's the hardest, hardest part about being a pet owner, right? So what can we do? I think it's just the best thing that we can do besides giving our dogs the best life ever by giving them lots of toys and lots of playtime outside and lots of snuggles with us and lots of friends and play dates. I think the best thing we can do is really, really understand your dog's needs in terms of their nutrition. And Lily drinks her Organifi greens every single day. I mix the green powder into her food. She laps it up. You can watch the videos of of me doing it on my stories where I'll mix up her food into the green Organifi and she is like going crazy for it. She jumps up and down for it. Like she loves it. And I think it's because instinctively our animals are craving nutrition. And so when they know it's in the food, they want it, right? Plus it tastes good. Plus I mix it with the food that she loves. And so she's getting all her nutrition in. Now, how do you know what the perfect diet is for your dog? As you heard the story in the beginning, Dr. Marty is all about the macrobiotic diet. With Dr. Audra, what I learned was getting our dog's blood test, just like you would a functional medicine doctor as a human and get yourself tested. You can get your dogs tested. You can get, you can bring in your food, do the muscle testing to see if it agrees with them, if it's something that's good for them or not. Just like I found out that um, the vegan brand of food that I was giving Charlotte was too salty for her. 
But Jackson was fine on it, right? But I changed her diet to be what was best for her and added in the supplements and herbs that she needed as well to keep her balanced. And same with Jackson. We want to keep them as balanced as possible. So for Lily, I originally did the blood panel and it came back that she's allergic to chicken. She can't have chicken, which is fine because I'm vegan. I don't give her chicken anyways, but I will also make sure that no one else ever does, right? If she's outside of my care, if she's staying with someone or someone wants to give her a treat, look, I let people give my dog treats. I have no problem with that. I really do want her just to enjoy her life and eat a treat when it's offered, but it will never be chicken, right? And she, her favorite food is the Halo Holistic plant-based dog food. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at, let's see, I think it's halopets.com. They're not a sponsor. They probably should be because I love their food. It's Lily loves it. Anytime I've had a dog over and visiting, they love it too. And it's got lots of vitamins and nutrients and it's plant-based, which I love. And then mix that with her greens. And she does have kibble. It's only for emergencies. It's literally when I'm like in the biggest hurry of my life or I use it as training treats. So if I'm trying to teach her something new or give her a treat for coming inside, she'll get a bit of kibble, but she does not live on kibble because I know that kibble is pretty much garbage. And when it's from a better brand, okay, fine. But in general, I know that kibble is garbage. And so I don't want that to be a staple of her diet. I really want to give her vitamins, vegetables, nutrients, all that stuff. So she'll get her, typically, she'll get her halo plant-based wet food mixed with her Organifi greens. And then I've got some supplements that she takes too, based on what sponsors have sent me to try. And then based on what the vet says she needs at any given time, right? So that's kind of typically what I do. Then I also give her a lot of cooked peas and carrots. She will eat that up. Now I will tell you, y'all know some dogs like beagles, they will eat anything put in front of them. So I think it's really important to note that, yeah, They'll eat crap, but we don't want to give them crap just because they like it, right? Let's give them, my dog will eat broccoli, okay? I hope your dog will too. I know not every dog is going to eat every vegetable under the sun, and that's okay, but give them a wide, colorful variety of vegetables. Fruits, I don't really give her because I don't think that the sugar is great for the dogs, but she will have vegetables all day long, and she gets her greens from Organifi all day day long. They are a sponsor. You know, you can get your greens at OrganifiShop.com slash food heals and save 20% off. And of course that's for humans. That's for dogs. Before you add anything to your dog's diet, consult your vet, find a vet who's integrative or holistic and is cares about nutrition, right? Cares about the health of your dog. Of course, we know our vets care about the health of, of all of our pets, but do they know the importance of nutrition. And that's the question. That's the question you want to ask when you go to the vet or do your own research. Read the books like Dr. Marty's books, The Nature of Animal Healing and The Spirit of Animal Healing. Watch his documentary, The Dog Doc. Get all your information so you can make the best decision for your angel animals. And I think, you know, if you take anything away from this show, just know that Eastern and Western holistic and traditional, whatever you want to call it, these modalities can work together. I am so grateful that Charlotte was able to have that surgery. I am so grateful for the drug furosemide that helped keep her heart problem at bay and keep keep her healthy. And I'm so grateful for all the vitamins, the supplements, and the vitamin C therapy and the hydration 
thing that I did for Jackson, right? And the vitamin C that I did for Charlotte. I'm so grateful that all of these modalities can coexist together. All right, that's it. I hope you enjoyed my story time. I am sorry I got a little emotional, woo, but you know, sometimes talking about these things is healing. So maybe that just, thank you, Food Heals Nation, for holding space for me to heal a little bit because, you know, I miss Charlotte. She was my dog for 14 years. I got her right after my mother died. She was with me through the death of my father. Like she got me through the hardest times in my life. And she was with me through some of the greatest times in my life. And I love her. And I know she's still with me. And I'm so grateful I have Lily now. And I think Lily will be around for a long time. And I'm certainly going to try to keep it that way by giving her great nutrition. Oh, side note, I took her to VegFest the other day. Here in Nashville, they had VegFest and it was all um, vegan food. And there was it was dog friendly. So there's lots of um, vegan dogs walking around. She got to play with all the vegan dogs. She got a little vegan mac and cheese, which I wouldn't do every day, but it was a special treat for her. And we had such a blast and I just love to see her smile. And I think that's another thing for us pet owners is to make sure, get them outside. Like I'm so grateful and lucky. I have my huge yard here in Nashville, but I did that on purpose because I looked at apartments and they were nicer than my house, but my house has a yard and that's more important because Lily can go in and out all day as she pleases and play outside. And I think that's why I chose the yard. And so if you're in an apartment with a pup, make sure to get them outside a lot. Take them to the dog park to get them socialized. Have doggy play dates with your other friends with dogs so that they get to interact every day. They get to sniff outside. That's what they want to do. They don't want to be cooped up inside all day because I think just like Um, people, you know, our dogs have a lot of emotions and they also can sense our emotions. And so I'm grateful that Lily can cheer me up, but I also want to make sure I'm always keeping her cheery and keeping her happy and taking her out. And um, I dog sit for my friend's dog. So Lily gets a lot of exposure to other dogs. They come over and they stay with us for a few nights. They run around the yard. We all sleep in a pile. Like if you watch my Instagram stories, you'll know I sleep in a pile of dogs a couple times a week and it's just, it's my happy place. It brings me so much joy, and I really believe it brings them joy as well. So it's a great, you know, reciprocal relationship to keep us all happy and healthy and nurturing each other. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed uh, my interview with Dr. Marty, and I hope you enjoyed those stories. And share with me your pet healing stories, or if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. All right, Food Heals Nation, cheers to your good health. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.